0: Let's get started with your host, the magical creator of Discover Your Spiritual Gifts, Violet Rain.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Sacred Magics Podcast. I'm your host, Violet Rain, and my guest today is Jamie Elford. And she's the inner compass. She uses the cards as a tool to explore the world we live in and create meaning. She's an author of Tarot Inspired Life and Triple Goddess Tarot, which I'm excited about. Um, She writes and produces innovative divination techniques in Portland, Oregon. And she's won the ITA Carta Judges Choice Award for her work on
2: the Heaven and Earth Tarot. Welcome. How exciting to have you on the show. It is exciting. I know that we're recording this in October. So even better, you know, what better way to bring in the spooky season when the veil is thinning and divination abounds. So thank you, Violet, for having me on. I really appreciate it.
1: I'm so excited. So talk to me a little bit. How did your journey get here? What got you to this point? to be this creative artist out there creating.
2: Well, I had always wanted to be a writer. That has always been something that I, th- I believe strongly was in my DNA my spiritual DNA um, as well. I grew up in Colorado in the eighties and nineties. So I had a lot of leeway to running around and just exploring miles and miles of where I lived. And so I grew into loving nature that and a, Um, several years, more than 10 years of being at a summer camp called Geneva Glen, really um, learning different things. And the way they structured their camp was like learning about indigenous peoples uh, in the United States, then doing a lot of myths and magic through the uh, Knights of uh, King Arthur and the round table stories that grew my depth and got me folklore, all that stuff into kind of a more spiritual approach But it wasn't, of course, the normal religion or the normal spirituality. Um, That all led me into rocks and stuff. And so crystals was my first kind of gateway drug, if you will, to all of this. But when I was 13, I discovered a tarot deck in the um, Westminster Mall Eight. Um, Barnes and Noble no, Barnes and Noble didn't really exist. We had B. Dalton. We had Walden books. And I remember saving my money up and I got the US Games, the uh witches um tarot deck, with the one that was used in the Roger Moore James Bond movie, which I didn't know at the time. Everybody's like, oh yeah, that was that. I'm like, I just like the pictures. <laughs> But so that's kind of how I came into tarot for a little bit, but then I left it because even though I was reading adult level books by then, um 13 year olds' spiritual grasp aren't that great yet. And it all it had were the keyword meanings, and I was just like, How do you use this? And Denver didn't have a lot of actual books. Like I didn't come across Mary Kay Greer or Rachel Pollock until years later. We just didn't have that where I lived. So I stepped away to do I Ching and then I came back um, more in high school after I was able to drive and get into Boulder where it was more spiritually acceptable. And that was my first true metaphysical store experience where I could buy the actual books for the Handel Tarot, which Rachel did write. But college, I was an English major with an anthropology minor and that minor was more on the religion, myth, and magic, the cultural aspects, because I want to know why, why did we have certain beliefs? Why did people tease each other for being different? Why couldn't we just accept everything? And that eventually led me to paganism, to magic, to all this, but it always had this undercurrent of that tarot deck where I do tarot spells. They are in my everyday use. I mean, you can kind of tell a little bit behind me here that, you know, these are, these are all my, some of my divination stuff, my Jamie Sawyer tarot tiles, um, various other decks, um, this little bag right here with the kind of the bird, partial bird print that you can see holds my charm collection that I, I, I'm a. I want to say I'm a junkie, but that's being, you know, cruel to it. It's, you know, it's, it's my path. It's what I do. It's my love. So that's, in a nutshell, the, you know, the weavings of my magic.
1: Well, I love that. And, you know, talking about tarot, a lot of people don't understand tarot right? Mm -hmm. It's, it can be complicated for people that are just picking up their first deck. So you being on this journey for a while, somebody that's listening, that's just picked up their first deck and is a little overwhelmed, right? Oh no. Yeah. (laughs) What would be some of your thoughts that you would share with them?
2: Oh goodness. The first thing I would I would say is, yay, you got a deck, or yay, you're considering tarot. It's fun. It's, it's, it's not a, an easy cure all, you know. Um, some people come to it thinking, especially right now as we're still kind of in the pandemic, but kind of creeping out and putting our toes out to make sure that we could still do stuff in the world. Uh-huh. Um, tarot, there's a lot of people that come to Tarot because they think it could help them with like the the troubles and and the um the the mental acuities that they faced the challenges that they faced and while yes tarot can help you it's it's not that it's not a replacement for mental health i have two mental health professionals that help even me through everything but it can serve as your guide your best friend and something to just kind of like play with so my first thing to you would be If you haven't found the deck or the deck, number one, you'll never find the deck that's perfect for you. I'm still seeking, and I've been doing this for 30 years. Um, Just get a deck that you like at that moment. The deck that's right for you now, number one. It could be whatever art you like. I tend to like the ones that have all 78 um, cards with pictures on it just because it's easier to kind of talk to them. Instead of the ones that have like pips, like playing cards, just like the symbols on it, mm-hmm. and then I just play. You know, I I tell people get a really crappy journal. You know, get get. I love the composition notebooks. You know, the, those old school bound books, lined or unlined, dotted. It does not matter, because those the cheaper the better. Because that way you're not going to be like, I'm ruining this book, this $80 book I got. You know, it's got my handwriting's not perfect. It doesn't matter. You can scribble on it as page one. And that way you can go, oops, you know, I marked it, but now it's yours. And just mm-hmm. write about what you see in each card. You can do a card of the day kind of exploration with this. Ask the card what it means to you right then and there. And I love you can, that. Mm-hmm.
1: I love the play because we take everything so seriously today some, in this work, Yeah, right? some
2: people do. Like there are people out there that are probably, you know, if they're listening to me, they're like, tarot is a sanctified, you know, esoteric form. You can only do it X. And that's something I have a class that I am going to be teaching at the end of this month at um, a place up in Olympia called Boom Gallery. It's called Tarot for the Curious. This is before you learn the cards. You know, I don't tell meanings. I don't do readings. And it's basically we start out with the myths, the thou shalt not or tarot should be like you can only use it once a day and you can't read for yourself. Or if you read for yourself, you know, once a week type thing. So we cover myths because that is where tarot kind of has a power, you know, in, an, in and in of itself. Those myths, the why does the church hate it so much, which is funny, because if you look back at some of the historical ducks, they have a lot of that Western mystical, the um, the occult is from the church, whether it's Christianity or uh, Catholicism, you know, it's in there in the DNA. And it's to me, it's an agnostic tool. Anybody can use this if you desire to kind of play with those cards and the images on them, you know, so this class just talks a little bit about that. It talks about structure, how to pick a good reader, because that can be kind of a a huge thing, especially with charlatans or people thinking, oh, I read a book, one book, and now I can charge $500. It's like, sorry, dear, but, you know, technically, we we (laughs) kind of frown on that when we've had 30 years of, you know, experience going to conventions, teaching and all these new techniques. But I mean, it is out there. And then I teach them how to like play with their decks for a little bit, getting to know the deck, you know, interviewing them, you know, the, the deck and seeing what strengths and weaknesses are. And that's, you know, to me, the important thing it's to jump into it and to understand the history and stuff behind it.
1: I love that. The myths, right? I get yeah. asked a thousand questions in my store every day. So I'm not supposed to buy a deck. It's supposed to be gifted to me. And I go, <sighs> if you believe that. I buy decks all the time. Like, I have no limits. I got hundreds of decks.
2: If Yeah, if you don't say it, you know, it's like I, I can kind of maybe see in the past because, you know, decks were kind of limited and we don't have, you know, Amazon and the internet and the um, presses that, you know, you can put out your own art and then instantly get it back like in a couple of weeks. Back then, they probably wanted to kind of gatekeep, you know, where they get their sources and make sure the people were, you know, again, that sanctity that, you know, we're truly, do you truly want to know the, you know, esoteric ins and outs of the tarot? That I can kind of get. But still, it's like, you know, if you don't say it, I had a, a magic instructor say, if you don't say it, then it's not true. So if you don't tell somebody your desire, you're never going to get it.
1: Right. Right. You know. And I, I think all that and I... I so believe, I I love what you say about people getting a book and then they're automatically a reader, right? Um, There's so much more to it than that. We have readers at our center that I put through training before they're ever let loose uh, with the public because I I want them to have certain criteria, certain understanding or expectation or, you know, quality. And you know, even in my classes, we'll have people come in and they want to read everybody. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We don't do that. We don't do that. They didn't ask you to go through their lingerie drawer. Please don't do that unless they ask you to tap in.
2: Oh, the ethics. Oh, those ethics. (laughs) Yeah. I I love that you put that that way, the going through your lingerie drawer, because (laughs) I am one of those folks that I would rather read for the person who's present in front of me Than their ex or somebody that's not I mean if at the end of the day it's like you're spending money with me why do you want to talk about somebody else why not you but I love that because there are people that are like yeah I'll go through somebody's lingerie just take a sneak peek just see what they got and then just like you know did they say yes did they you know give you consent
1: (laughs) yeah it's just you know i think there needs to be ethics and everything and perspective and expectation and people need to know Mm -hmm. what that looks like so i love that so talk to us jamie about your decks and your creations one at a time we want to we want to tap into what you've created and give us some background and share with us
2: you got it so first i guess i'll go with the book just because this can be a fun gateway into learning So many, um, this is Tarot Inspired Life, and it kind of differs from many other books out there in that I don't actually give you the majority of the book full of card meanings. Instead, this book is kind of like the companion book to those types of things, like my um, best friend Melissa Sinova's book, Kitchen Table Tarot. If you need to have meetings up front, read hers first and then come to my book and see all the cool things that you can do, how to make your own meetings, how to use tarot in with creative writing to craft fun stories or use it as a creativity coach. Uh, do spell work with the cards, uh, reach out to your ancestors or other critters with it. I talk about, um, I make, I, I learned how to crochet, thanks to tarot, because many decks don't have nice little, I mean, this is a, a sewed deck box that a, um, that a friend of mine made, but they don't have these nice, you know, tuck boxes that go along with the decks. And so I learned how to crochet bags for them. So, or even sewing, like, again, this is, my friend uh, Suzy Shang, um, terrorista, makes these 3D bags that perfectly fit decks, and they're addictive to do. And so with that book, it just, it gives you all these different ways of how to connect. And at the end, instead of like saying you can go pro, it talks about a little bit about going pro, but many people, you know, don't want to become a pro reader. You know, there's a lot mm-hmm. of stuff that's involved in becoming a pro reader, especially In today's day and age, where you need a professional mic, a professional camera, maybe a document camera, you know, all this setup, you need to learn how to market even it's not just reading, it's all this other stuff. So the the book really kind of dives into integrating it into your daily rituals, your daily lives. And the cover features a deck that I created in 2017 called the Triple Goddess Tarot, and it's published by Loscarabeo. but you can also find it on Llewellyn site. And I didn't men- forget to mention, this is a Llewellyn book, so you can find it wherever you want, like um, Even on their in our site. Store. You have it? Of course. Yay. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Thank you so much. Yay. Yeah. So the Triple Goddess Tarot wasn't um, like – I didn't come to Lo Scarabeo and say, hey, I want to create a triple goddess deck. They kind of threw me into the deep end. I had been doing books for them. I was a staff writer, which means they give me a list of decks that I can pick from. I pick however many they want, and then I write those booklets to their specifications. Well, after doing this for like five or six times, they said, we want you to design a deck. And I went okay. And they gave me the triple goddess, uh, motif and then said, go. (laughs) And I went, Oh, so that first time I didn't really know how to do anything. Um, I'm a daughter of Lilith. She's the one that adopted me. And so I asked her to go talk to the ladies, you know, the, the mean mother crone, because to me, they, um, are agnostic of you know the pantheon i know that they the los garabeo wanted a more celtic kind of tradition but i'm not celtic i don't identify with that you know um that 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 um pantheon so i just had them talk to me and she went out and talked to them and then five months later much to you know everybody's chagrin because they' were like faster you got to work faster I'm like but I don't know they actually gave me a download for the maiden story which is the magician this is the high priestess the empress and see I'll fast forward a little bit the lover's card the mother who is the strength card and then do do do. the crone who is the devil so it took a while but once they were willing to tell me their story then i could give like small paragraphs to franco Vivelli, who is my artist who did all these um, you know he's he's done a lot of decks with los garbeo he's got quite a fan following this is the 3 of um wands here and um he took my blibberings and directions and made this wonderful art deck to it so and then what <clears throat> and then i just turned my my stuff into the booklet in the specifications they want and then ta-da a deck it was it was really fun i learned a lot people will pick this deck up and see a lot of me in there at least 2017 me and of course as a creative we all are like that was good but i wish i could have done some things better so one of the things i had to deal with was like the language barrier between me being uh, born and raised with you know United States English and they were Italian but had English and mostly i think the British English you know so there was a little bit of language barrier to work but i'm still i've got designs for more decks and more creations out there as well as more books so stay tuned for that but my um the this is the deck that i won the award for the heaven and earth tarot and they asked, uh, Los Scarabero asked me to write the big book for this deck. Jack Sephiroth's art. He's a Chinese illustrator, and he's just amazing. Um, he takes his sketches and then basically photo enhances them and does all these amazing work. Um, this particular edition has two different versions. This one that came with the big, long text version, which has questions and stuff into it. And then they just released just a compact box set. So I've written all of the documentation for that, the book and the little, the little white book, AKA LWB. And the art is just amazing. Um, I first had to come to terms with this deck because it's not in the full. It's in this card and this card, the magician, the high priestess. I'm like, oh no, that's Jesus and Mary. <laughs> and I'm not Christian, and I've had, you know, not negative stuff, but of course, forced religion is never fun, right? So I had to come to peace with a lot of this. Like, this is the um, the um, emperor card, and there's our pope. But I wrote this booklet in accordance to what I know about Qabalah, both the Q form, which is the Western mystery series, and the K form, the... Um, judaism judaism version and that is to me a little bit deeper than like had i brought in a lot more christian symbolism to me because again i don't you know i'm not in that faith so i try and explore it from the kabbalistic approach saying this is how you know you can use it in your heart you know we have kether we have Malkuth. here's how to kind of you know the journaling kind of explains some of those spaces as well so I was really honored that the judges picked us for a best deck of twenty twenty one from last year. And it was just amazing. And then That's
1: amazing. Congratulations. Thank you.
2: Yeah, it was a real, real big honor. Like um, my book was nominated for an award one year, but I didn't win. That year, Ethany Dawn's um Who Are You in the Tarot one. And then the Triple Goddess was also nominated for um, a different award. I can't remember which one it was, but this was, this is my big, most recent release. As you can tell, it's very much similar to that Heaven and Earth because it is the same artist. So it's still Jack Sufferoff, who partnered with his friend, uh, Alan Dempsey here, and they did a runic take as, um, on the tarot. And my goal in this one with the big book, um, the little one hasn't been released yet, was to kind of ease rune readers into tarot and vice versa. Get rune readers or tarot readers kind of understanding a little bit of uh, runes. So this one, I did shuffle this deck. So here's the the moon. But it um, the majors have the major futhark. Some of the minors will have the lesser and majors as well as um, I think it's the swords or the wands uses the Anglo-Saxon form. So we've got the different, all three, you know, different forms in it. And I go through and I talk about each one on their own and then talk about like this, uh, the high priestess or the, um, I'm probably butchering this, the vulva, the, the witches of Scandinavian, you know, Nordic life. And then the knights or Um, all of them, all the court cards have bind runes. So I had to figure out, A, what runes were on here because I wasn't given a list and then kind of create the magic from it. So you can also see the uses of runes. Like I have a rune set, but I don't read the runes. I mostly use them for the bind runes, for making sigils of magic. That's how I prefer to use and honor that, that culture through that. another one with another bind rune on it so as you can see it's you know when you're hired to do a deck to write for it to me i look at it as world building where i get like an art nouveau or a steampunk or something you know along the lines of you know here's the title and then i'm like okay what's this world going to be how am i going to introduce people to tarot like I used to tell people, throw away the book, just use the cards. Right. And now I'm like, well, I kind of want you to read my books. I mean, you know, a little self gratifying and stuff. I mean, I am a Leo, but you know, it's one of those where I like, how can we honor, you know, both our intuition and the intent and the, you know, introduction to tarot to those that have never had a deck before. And it's this real kind of dance when, especially when they give you a word count constraint or um, in those garabeo's case, a character count constraint. And you're like, I only have eight pages to describe this deck hmm you know and then you got to be real choosy with your diction which is your word choice or your keywords and the images um when i get them sometimes you don't get all the images you just kind of have to go along with the vibe of it and just define okay if this is the world and the the vibe how can i place the standard meanings into this to hopefully you know make sense to people
1: well i love that and there's some truth in that you know i tell people don't be, um, don't use the book as a crutch. However, mm-hmm. you need to read where the artist is coming from. What was the overall um, purpose of this deck? What, what were they trying to create? And I think in the beginning, <clears throat> sitting with a book just a little bit to understand what direction they were going in is super helpful However, you don't want to sit down and do a reading for somebody and go, hold on a minute. Let me read you what they, you know, you want to, because the cards are so much more than what Mm -hmm. we create them to be. And it's that person's filter system and what they're getting and their intuition that all has to come in. And those that are listening, because I know a lot of my listeners are very new, Jamie's combining several divinations, tarot and runes. If you've never looked at runes, um, you should look at runes and how they work. And then when she says she's binding runes, it means you take two symbols and you put them together to create a new symbol that holds the energies of the multiple runes. To bring in what you want. Now, doesn't that sound really cool? You know, I teach warriors of light, and they're required to learn runes and how to bind runes and how to write with runes and how to do magical things with runes. They're so powerful, but it can be overwhelming to people, just like Tarot. Oh, yeah. Me to, to learn this. And she's combining two together, which mm-hmm. I think is amazing that you're able to do that and find your way through that. So kudos, Jamie. Thank you.
2: I used many different sources. Like I used Diana Paxson's um, book. Um, I can't remember the name. It just completely eluded me. The big one, uh, Taking Up the Runes. There we go. Taking Up the Runes. I used, um, some of my friends were rune readers first. And so I used cheat sheets and stuff that I had. And again, online resources to kind of figure out you know, combining different meanings and structures and then looking at the cards. So I spent a lot of time, at least on the runic tarot, trying to give a good intent, my my best foot forward of cultural appreciation for runes, for the Scandinavian cultures, you know, the, the place where, you know, quote unquote Vikings came from, and as well as honoring them, who they were their myths. Cause I've read a lot of Norse myths. So I tried to, you know, draw a lot of that into it and just honor them rather than trying to kind of just throw something together. Because I, my, in my version, I, when I design a deck, I want them to be used. I want them to be appreciated. And yeah, I mean, like, like you said, you know, yeah, you want, you want new readers to kind of get an idea of the methods and stuff in the book, but I also want them to honor their own intuition where That's something I didn't learn when I got my first deck, that 13 year old me, I was like, I have to memorize all these damn things. No, (laughs) I already have to memorize, you know, Spanish, (laughs) you know, I'm not going to memorize another language. And then, you know, had I been told, you know, a statement in that book that, you know, just look at the pictures and they will guide you to what they mean. That would have, poof, you know, just made me, oh, that's all I have to do. And then I can go back and read books or, hey, there are more books out there to research. You know, that, oh, that, that goes a long way.
1: It does. And when I talk to people, like I've written a tarot journal book and it's spiral bound, just like your notebook you talk about, Mm -hmm. but it goes through each of the cards and it has meanings. And, you know, I want people to sit with each card for a little while. How do you connect your life stories to this card? What symbolism jumps out at you because you can connect to that energy because that's how you learn it. It's not about memorizing. It's about picking up that card and going... This time in my life, this was the devil. This time in my life was the tower. This Mm -hmm. time in my life was the hangman. And you can relate to the energy of that card, which means it helps you be able to read and share with others that symbolism. I think that's the best way to learn, but it takes a little bit of time. It's not going to happen tomorrow.
2: It does. And you know, if you do want to start readings right away, go for it. I mean, you just, if if you're going to start charging and you're still what we call what me and my friends call on book, then tell them I'm charging you a little bit because this takes time and energy and you know, you're funding me to buy more decks or more books so I can learn and get better or classes like Violet's classes um, you know, just let them know I'm reading on book and maybe that book is from the the deck that you're using, but maybe that book is your own, uh, tarot personal data assistant. And I talk about that in my book, how to make your own tarot PDA. So maybe you are using, you know, your, your vocabulary, your book to read, mm-hmm. just let people know what, you know, don't, don't, you know, charge $150 and then say, you know, and, and say you're on book. That's that's I mean you know some people are like, well, that's kind of mean, however it's it's more or less like I've spent so much money into decks or into classes into various certifications, but that's a whole nother episode on tarot certifications. Teaching podcasts, teaching others, and trying to raise up our community—not just like the you know sanctity of tarot, but trying to show that we are a profession that is just as good as mental health, as as doctors, as us, as the Christian you know priesthood, where we do provide a service. It's just that we use you know pictures. And that's, you know, on card slingers uh, earlier this year, we did talk about what to charge at various levels. We, um, me, Hillary Perry, Hagerty, and Melissa Sinova. we came up with uh, four different levels, like beginner. When you're on book, yeah, you can charge. Just let them know you're on book. You know, let them know that you're not, you know, the grand poobah yet, you know, that you're learning to become the grand poobah. You know, I encourage all my students to, you know, do better, be better, you know, take my stuff and run with it. So, you know, you can do tarot. Tarot though, is a lifelong plus, plus, plus journey where I'm still learning about cards. I'm still learning about meanings. There are times in my readings that I blank on cards and I'm like, here's the dictionary, you know, definitions of these. This is what Mary says. This is what Rachel says. This is what Melissa says. This is what my friend Liz says, but I don't know how to relate it back to the story. So there are some times where you're going to trip up no matter what, even if you are the pro and you've written books.
1: I love that. It's called the practice.
2: Now, Mm -hmm. Jamie,
1: if you ever get back to Denver, Colorado, we would love to see you in our store.
0: Oh, man, I'd love to. If you ever come back to
1: visit, we would love to see you. And we'd love to hear when you start sharing more and more uh, card decks out there and books. We'd love to hear about that. Is you there, got it. How do people find you? If they want to
2: connect <clears throat> with you, learn more about you, where do they go? Well, first off, um, for those that are watching this, my name's down below, Jamie Elford. It's J-A-Y-M-I-E-L-F-O-R-D for those just listening. And you can find me at, you can do a Google, Google search and find me, but I have three websites to see all the decks that I've ever written for, the magazines that I've helped um, do some writing in. And books and et cetera, ShadesOfMaybe.com is where you're gonna to want to go. If you wanna hear about my philosophy, um, see my own deck collection. I'm working on putting up an actual interactive, you know, page on that, and to book an actual reading with me, that's InnerCompassTarot.com. Just like if, you know, a compass that's in your heart, I-N-N-E-R. To, if you own the book or buy the book at Violet's Wonderful Store, you can um, go to the book's companion site at tarotinspiredlife.com. I've got a lot of downloads, journaling pages, reference sheets. Um, I'll probably be posting about this podcast when it comes out on that blog. And that also includes like the events that I'm doing. And right now, I'm not doing a lot of going places. I just finished up teaching and producing the Northwest Tarot Symposium in here in Portland. And so I'm kind of taking a hiatus, but the next big tarot convention that is coming up is in January, 2023. And that is StarCon S T A A R C O N.com. And it's both online and in person. So again, I I'm, I'm around. I love to talk tarot. So just, you know, ping me talk, let's, let's hook up and, help, you know, what can tarot do for you today?
1: I love that. I love that. For those watching, thanks for watching today. I hope you'll check out our other podcast that we have. We love talking to our guests. In 2023, we're going to be expanding and doing podcasts every week and lots of different varieties. So I'm excited to see what's coming next year. But thanks for watching. And Jamie, thanks for being with us today and sharing your passion and love for tarot and all that there is. I've truly enjoyed it. Everybody have a great day and I hope to see you really soon at our center to
0: discover your spiritual gifts. Are you looking for an opportunity to fill your energy tank? When was the last time you invested in self-care? Violet leads a weekend retreat every year in Woodland Park, Colorado. The purpose of the retreat is to reflect, restore, re-energize, and restore one's energy, focus, and direction. Violet's retreats provide the opportunities to connect, learn, and explore your healing and spirituality. What are you waiting for? You can find out more about this annual retreat at www.discoveryourspiritualgifts.com. Thank you for joining us. To find out more about Violet, head over to discoveryourspiritualgifts.com. You can also send a personal message to Violet through email, violet at discoveryourspiritualgifts.com. If you love this show, subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Until next time, remember, we are all meant to have abundant and joyful lives. We hope to see you soon at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts.